Hey. En... <coughs> it's chilly. Oh, it's some tart cider. Hey. And, uh, welcome to the Rugby Report Card for another week. Yeah. It's yeah, good to be. We're just a bit both wrecked. I'm, man, I'm shattered. I'm shattered too. I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> it's been... It's yeah. been a big couple of weeks. Rugby aside, how tough life. Life, dude. If you're not ready for it, just tap out. It'll fuck you. Yeah. Without even a, a heed of warning. Sometimes you just wake up in the morning and you're getting fucked. <laughs> life, <laughs> life's ready. Yeah. Life doesn't take a nap. Doesn't need eight hours sleep. It doesn't. I do that. Oh man, I need ten. I, li- I, do, I fucking need ten. Now you know what? Shit falls apart very quickly. For I just me. need six. Give me six and I'm alright, and then eight on the weekends. Does you know what does that? Do you count Friday night as eight? Oh, yeah. You need two and then five of six. Yeah. Two eights, five sixes. Yeah. But do you know what does that? It's on the weekend when you get on it, the cans, and then you have eight. It doesn't count as eight. Yeah, the can eight's not the same. The can eight's a four, mate. You know what fucks me, though, is you get up at, say, six every day during the week, and then you get on the cans... And then go to bed at one, but your body gets up at six. I'm a good, I can sleep in. I can't, I'm up at six, man. I'm doing my taxes and shit. I got nothing else to do, so I'm coming off five. And so how many taxes are a mess? <laughs> they want me, they want me bad, the old ATO. But the thing is then, is then I'm running off, what, five sixes, one five. And what, am I not going to can Saturday? <laughs> It's not great numbers, but you're going to can Saturday. It's crazy. All right, well, welcome to the Rugby Report card. Um... Just a bit of a throat clearing sort of start of the week. <laughs> You're here with uh, Blake. That's me. G'day. And uh, Jim. G'day. That's, that's, yeah, that's me. Um, and we're here to talk rugby. Sorry, we... Um, wait, hang on. There's normally a third person. Yeah, Dick's not here. Dick, um... No, Dick. Yeah. Meeting a brooker. Broker. Oh, he spelled that wrong, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he is meeting a broker. That yeah. sounds very adult. He's broke. <laughs> Is that what you do? You mean a broker when you go on bankrupt? I think when you're broke, you mean a broker. You need a dollar dick, I'll sell some shirts. <laughs> yeah, if you can sell those shirts, you might bail dick out. <clears throat> so no dick this week, which you can probably tell by the start, means you're in trouble. Yeah. You're stuck with these two. Go fucking anywhere. Um, sorry we didn't get one done on the weekend. The, the ins and outs of life got in the way. Um, but you know what? Probably a good one, because it probably would have been a pretty... Fucking miserable podcast. Yeah, but now they've got heaps of podcasts going now at the GAGR. They've got the, the dropped crash ball or whatever it is. Yeah, they're good too. Yeah. Good, good on the boys. There's some good podcasts I out just there. combined both of them. I saw that, Jim. And I didn't correct it. I pushed. <laughs> I should have pushed. Well, so we'll push. Yeah, that's good. So I'm sure you've got your rugby fill. So what we're thinking this week is rather than our sort of... Um, Oh, look, in-depth is generous, but rather than our, normally, <laughs> our normal analysis of the rugby games, um, we're thinking we're going to do more of a Q&A-style episode. And can I just preface that by, we are not the experts, we are not unbiased, we are not even somewhat intelligent. We're we are he- just two blokes who love rugby. Heavily flawed, heavily skewed, heavily inappropriate, it's just, but... I wouldn't want to do it, man, if... I don't know. No. If, I, I feel if, very strongly about that. If, if I was here... this tight nip, this is what, at 0.32, you need to mention the lager we're now producing, Yender, whatever the fuck it is. Have you seen that Yender ad? Atrocious. There's some of the worst advertisements I've ever seen. Look, no wonder the sport's going down the shitter. Advertising aside, I think my... The thing I would hate, if we were just doing the vanilla kick and chase thing, which is... Oh, good, big weekend for the task this weekend. If it's a little you can't dewy, be insulting. I don't. Can we insult? If it's a little dewy, the boys will struggle. But you know they're gonna give. <laughs> I'm here to talk. Let's talk brass tacks, Jim. Let's talk facts. <laughs> well, can we cover each game? Because I fucking actually tuned in. Mm, okay. We'll, but we'll do a quick cover. All right, fuck it. Okay. We're doing it. Chiefs Jags didn't catch this one. That's a jack. I did watch this one. But Jags, what the fuck? This is what four on the trot. They beat the Chiefs, man. They have won twice in New Zealand and once in Australia. They've won five in a row, mate. We, I need a enormous serving of humble pie. Twice we, in New Zealand? Yeah, they beat the Blues last week and the Chiefs this week. Fuck, you're right. 
And then they beat the Rumby. It's an incredible effort, mate. That's their tour. And they've won five in a row. I think I need to have an enormous slice of humble pie. They are playing like Argentina. They're playing like the team we expected the Jags to be three years ago when they joined the competition. It's crazy shit, eh? Um, And it's good to see. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely very, very happy about it. And one of the other reasons I'm happy about it, selfishly, it's showing... That it can that, be done. Yeah, they're not... They're, you're not versing Superman. No. You're not versing the Avengers, mate. You're just versing 23 blokes who are pretty good at rugby. Pretty. It, it, it laments the, the ideology that it is a mental thing with Australia v New Zealand. They're losing at the 60th. They've lost. Yeah. Even earlier with the Jags, because both of them were tight-knit, had to clinch it at the end, and they had to do that against the Brumbies too. But they fucking could do it. If the Chiefs or the Blues play the Brumbies this weekend, it's going to be... It's going to be one way. We saw that. Well, let's just celebrate the Jags then, because this is a great effort, mate. They've won five in a row here. Wouldn't it be incredible if they gave this a real run? Mm. Um, You know what? They're my second team now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brumbies, Jags are my number two now. I'm I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon. Not because I think you're a bit promiscuous with that second team. You jump around. I'm not blow around, Jim. and the reason I'm I'm going to jump on them is just because I I want to believe the Kiwi teams play beautiful rugby. They're fantastic. We know that. You We've believe. seen it. Um, I want to believe in someone else. So good on them, getting it done. Frustration for the Chiefs, obviously not having their full complement of players. They'd be I had dis- enough. Chiefs fans would be disappointed. Like the Jaguars didn't either though. Yeah, they're man down anyway. We and said brief. Brief the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Rebels Crusaders. So we're just doing like an Uber Eats. We'll do an Uber Eats. We'll do a takeaway. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. A oh. Deliveroo. A Deliveroo. I'm sure the international fans are... Tuning in hard for that one. They got yeah. exactly what they're after. Um, all right. Rebels Crusaders. This was... Um, look, you want to say all the negative things in the world, but let's just get up and about for the Crusaders. They, they was one try they scored. That was just... Stunning. Was that the one Tamani Valu yeah. just refused to get tackled? Yeah. It's embarrassing, that shit, eh? Yep. You reckon? Mate, Will Ginninger goes off the field, it's 13-10. Will Ginninger goes off the field, 55-10. Is that an honest tale? That's an honest tale. Shit. He is the, the heart and soul, the bread and butter of that side. Um, I'm really, really upset with the Rebels. Um, because they used to be your second team. Given the start of the season they have, I really wanted to believe that they were building momentum, building a squad, building a team culture, um, and all I've been left with is they just had an easy run. They which, just had an easy start to the season. Which is what we speculated. Because at this point, they've got a fairly, fairly full complement of blokes on the field. They fucking do, man. 100%. I mean, probably Fangar was a bit past it. No, I, I don't even mind him. You don't but mind him? It's, look, it's very hard to, to talk about anyone when you get done 55-10. Yeah, it's a full-team loss, it's other a, than Genia. It's a full-team loss. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed with um, Billy Meeks and the what he's added to this side since coming in. I think he had one or two good weeks, and I think since that, they, they looked better without him. Mm, mm. I'd rather Hodge... Twelve Naivalu at thirteen and and get Tom English on the wing on the sting. I'm not happy. I'm, not I'm happy genuinely not happy. I'm, they are not playing well enough. It's mate. Meeks is a wallaby. <clears throat> they shouldn't be. Well, fuck. That tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it's, it? It's in a nutshell, next game that style. Yeah, he's right up there with bum of the round for me this week. But Billy Meeks. Yeah, we'll get into that. All right, let's be brief. Look, let's just say about the Crusaders. They're coming back. They've done their tour. Guys have returned from injury. Moanga's back and shit. Moanga's back. into place at Crotty's the right back. end of the season. This shit's going to be dangerous. Havili's back. And not only is Crotty back, the bloke just re-signed with the All Blacks. Is it a fucking... Is it Crusaders or Hurricanes? Is it the discussion? Yeah, I told you that before the yeah, season. we did that round one, didn't we? Yeah, we just... It's been foreplay. I think we did that 2010. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely Crusaders, Hurricanes, mate. All right, should we push or are you going to have take away? Hey. No, no, we're pushing, mate. This is Uber Eats. 28-19, Hurricanes defeating the Lions. No real surprise. Lions were a bit dog shit against the... Um, fuck it, they played last week. Uh, Reds. The Reds. Yeah. Look, the yeah, Canes look good. They're, they've definitely, they definitely, 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 definitely miss TJ Perinara. 
Um, he had so much to that side, the Kim and Barrett connection. Uh, but they look great, mate. Lamb uh, scored a brilliant try. I love their little set-piece move off the line-out. They, they showed a lot, the Hurricanes. They're clearly a, a beast to be reckoned with. i tell you what, I, I actually give the, the Lions some credit. Hurricanes are arguably the best team in the competition. Hurricanes in the cake, 10. Lions have been on a long tour, just lost to the Reds. You think it'd be easier to, to drop the bundle here, and, and they fought, mate. They didn't, they didn't throw this one away. Um, I guess with me and the Lions, I feel a bit personally disappointed as well, much much like you and the Rebels, because the Lions used to be my second my second team, but I've clearly moved on now. It wasn't working between us, but the fact that they were just fucking so close to snatching some silverware, and now they just are the most inconsistent team. Yeah, they show up. I wouldn't say their... they're a, I wouldn't say they're a bad team. I think you hit the nail on the head there, mate. They're just an inconsistent team. And what I think I liked in this one is after twenty minutes, they'd conceded two tries. And you just thought, Jesus. Mm. and then mate, they fought. They didn't concede a point after I think it was around the fiftieth, fifty-fifth minute. Yeah, they fought. So fair play to them. The Canes are marching, mate. That is a quality side. I don't know how the Kiwi sides do it. It's like they time their injuries beautifully for players to return right around when the All Blacks are getting ready, and right around the end of the season, they they literally time their injuries correctly. Like Milner Scudder returning. Um, all of that sort of stuff, it's it's impressive. What's most notable, and if you're a player, you fucking hate hearing it, but just watching, just as someone who's sitting there watching, it just looks like they want to win from 1 to 23. Mm. And sometimes you occasionally catch a few players not wanting to win in the other team. That's what it looks like. Look, they just want it more than you. I'll, I'll so get, want it more. I won't pay that. I'll say looks like. There's no way there's truth to that. That's what I said, right? obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, look, obviously this is the one I probably spent the most time watching, Tars Blues. Um, right the obituary, mate, for Australian rugby. This was the one they had to win. Had to win. It was a good turnout. It, it was man. fucking Blues Seas. It was, it was the Blues Seas, mate. It was the Tars, arguably at full strength. Arguably at full strength. The Tars at full strength. They had the bye the week before. You're playing the Blues Seas, who couldn't... They, Mate, they can't beat anyone. The Blues are proper shit undeniably shit this season. I'm not saying they are a shit team. They're a good squad. They have played poorly. They are injured. They are wounded. They are ripe for the picking. Coming off a series of losses. The Tars have had the bye. They're at home. They've got a full-strength squad. They've got 70% possession. And they still lose. Without speech, mate. I've never seen a rugby game like it. It should have been a bit worse than this. And, and you'd argue maybe the Tars should have won, but they didn't. No. I don't but think, I don't think the argument's there didn't. that they should have won. Um, were they ever in the lead? They were chasing the tails the whole time. They were chasing the tails the whole time, but I would just argue possession, territory, but they didn't. You're doing the dick thing. <laughs> the stats. <laughs> the stats. Look, they had it, mate. They had, the, they had all of that. I think um, the pack just does not. Offer enough. It does. Oh, I know we're going to get to questions, and I think someone asked, you know, should Simmons be running the waters? Yes, mate. Yeah. He's fucking awful. Yeah. Hannigan's not a second rower. And the way he plays, too, he should be running like Tar Daycare. It's the. This. Mate. Just he'll, I'll look after your kids, boys, while yeah. you fucking go yeah. train. The, the back row is as big as my calf, man. This is the smallest back row I've ever seen. Front row's not much bigger. No. And Paddy Ryan could be the worst bloke to have ever played at this level. Mate, I have... I have he just came on and said, boys, I'll single-handedly lose this for you. Don't worry. I completely agree. If I have Indian two nights in a row, I'm bigger than six people in that forward pack. <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy, mate. Them not winning this game is insane. I'm done with Gibson. I'm done. I'm done with the Tars. They, they had to win this one. For Australian rugby, they had to win this one. You reckon to shake up? I know he's an international coach, but just Gibson, I don't want you to shake it up. See you, mate. See you, mate. I'm done. You've had three years of just sucking. You showed a couple of games of promise. Um, Dude, you can't pick any Tars. I, I was no, not, you I can. No, you can. You can. Supplies still play well. Um, Foley and Beal, I thought, played well. Two, two sideways, as almost always, mm. especially when they're next to each other. Folau returned well. Um, I was happy to see his return. Clark no. chased that tackle down. Hart, but you know... Yeah, you look, know. it's not the back line. Um, I mean, Fikedia didn't seem to do anything, but it's hard to fire, isn't it, when the team just sucks. 
I don't give us the forward pack. Anyway, leave it. Leave that as it way. For the Blues, um, good on them, mate. Getting a win away from home in a tough game. The Ioani brothers looked absurdly good, but we say that every week. Um, And they tackled their hearts out. They wanted to not lose. So fair play to them. Well done, Blues. It broke me, that one. It it genuinely broke me. Mm. To the point where I even put money on the Tars. Did you? Too much. Shattered you. I haven't eaten this week. Shattered. I'm now smaller than the forward pack. (laughs) Um, Stormers, Bulls. I I got up and watched this one. Um, Once again, Stormers had just all the control. They were winning from the dart. Bulls repping the... Bulls um, fought back. They fought back. Yeah, they were running that Brazilian jersey. Yeah, the Brazilian jersey. But um, Stormers just wanted this one bad. At, at home, Stormers with a fucking decked team too. Like they're not that short anywhere. They're, they're a tough team to beat at home. The Bulls, you know, they could do it if they had their time again. Maybe. Oh, I'm just wondering skip. if the Stormers have um, left their run a bit late this season. They just started so poorly. They found themselves right at the bottom of that conference, um, and now they're they're sort of marching. I don't think it's ever too late though. When the Oh, I don't know. Played 11 on 22. Leaders are on 31. That's what I mean. I think they've left their run too late. But that is it 1 and 2? 1 and 2 seep through? 1 gets through, and then the next best four teams. All they have to do is beat the, the Rebels, and the Rebels are on 21 points and don't look like they could buy a win right now. So they're going to fucking sneak through. Yeah. yeah Unless the, the Jags, who are the unexpected... I'd love to see the Jags. Because between Stormers, 22 points. Sharks, 23. Jaguars, 24. Mm. If you... I mean, that's exciting. That's the that's the shit to watch. So you've got to come up with mini comps because if you're just relying on Australian teams going to win, they're just going to fucking break your heart. So look at the table and see what matters at this pointy end of the comp. Yeah, and then tune right, in mate. for that shit. At the moment, um, the pleasure comes from the other conferences, the footy being played, the individual talent out there. Mm. Um, the Australian teams just break your heart. I oh, break your heart, man. Break Twice. your heart. And not even give a fuck. Yeah. See uh, that game, the, the opener at Brookvale got canned. Crazy. Um, Sharks v Highlanders. I didn't actually get to watch this one. I just saw the highlights, the the try that the fullback of the Sharks set up. Holy moly, that was absolutely beautiful. Bosch just danced his way through. In the end, he had to offload for the try. Um, A thing of beauty, mate. They put the Highlanders to the sword. And... I take everything back that I said about Australia will come good. South Africa aren't that good. Man, South Africa, they can beat a Kiwi side when they have to. They can beat a Kiwi side. And the thing that's fucking scary about these Kiwi sides, all their back lines are very, very well put together. They're mm. making shit happen. They're still dropping it and probably not being as, you know, as good as a executor. The execution's not as good as That as sounds Kiwi. better, Jim. That sounds better. That does sound better. Yeah, I'm glad the executor I, glad I paused and thought. A bit medieval. Yeah, it's, it's a bit... It meant evil, yeah, too. a bit morbid, but um, they're fuck, they're heaps better. Their backlines are putting shit together. Their wingers are fucking freaks. It's a scary time. Bosch swung off his balls last week, killed mm. it again. Mm. The I, concerning part is, is when you think of their forwards, are they? Are they not? Their forwards are the biggest men in the world, and I forgot to mention, but Kitsoff is playing off Kitshoff, whatever the fuck his name is. That that redheaded prop, oh, he could be the best prop in the world right no, now. It's, cra- that's it's not cra- crazy. That's a crazy. Cra- I thought long about it. When I was riding over here, let me finish. When I was riding over here, I was thinking, I think I'm going to say it. I think I'm going to say it this week because I've been thinking it a while. Been thinking about Kitshoff for a long time now. Thinking Jim. about him for a very long Jim. time, Jim. and I and I thought today's the day I'm going to say it. he is one of the. He didn't play too good against the Sharks, which was maybe two weeks ago. You're but pissed, Matt. I'm not pissed. I haven't had. I, I'm, fuck it, he's good, man. Watch him. By all means, watch him. Correct me if you How think I'm wrong. I'm not budging. Me screwing that lid on that water was next to the microphone no, just no, then. No. I just realised I was doing there that. It comes, it goes, you push on. That'd Get be off. Um, look, that's that's a very quick summary. I'm sorry if it's not up to an almost standard. And, and I genuinely mean that because I think the, in my opinion anyway, other people's opinion could be different. The one thing I like most about our podcast is when we actually have analysis of games and different thoughts to the the stuff you normally read in an article or on your typical rugby show so sorry we didn't have the normal detailed analysis we'll be back to our old tricks next week yeah turn up to be apologetic it's weird but the word the three months it is into weird the, isn't it yeah it's heaps weird sound like a little bitch you sound like a little bitch yeah. you wouldn't do that if dick was here no i wouldn't uh, but we're three <clears> months <throat> into the comp like it's it's pretty clear right now isn't it yeah the only change is the jags are strung some together Mm. That's the point you want to hammer home. Everything else is sort of to script. Mm. Mm. But um, 
That's it. Quick There's projection no in the next week? Or do no, no. Nah, nah, let's just get into let's get into some questions because these will kick. These will go. Yeah, there's there's a there's a few here. Um, if I go to mentions, is that look? If you go to notifications, and why don't we start at the top? So I'll go that... one. You go one. We'll work our way through. Um, or do we start at the bottom? Just, you know, nah, go top because we'll get confused. Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to ask the first one then, Jim? No, no. I will. From Tom Woods. <laughs> Um, G'day, Tom. Hey, Tommy. How are you? Oh, Tom. Oh, just yeah, no, he writes to us often, Tom. But I he sent us that. a massive one on Facey that we don't check the Facebook. I don't. I don't have Facebook. And I saw it like a day ago. And I but thank you, Tom. Yeah. I will. I will get on there and read it. Yeah, I'll send it to you, bud. Um, cheers, mate. So Tom said, surely it's time to centralise our system: coaching, talent identification, player recruitment, marketing, everything. The whole system is rudderless currently. The next TV deal tournament is irrelevant until we produce quality thoughts. Well, we don't have that much of a say over the TV deal and tournament. We just do whatever South Africa wants us to do, was, don't we? Yeah, we do. But what about the first part of the question then? Is it time to centralise coaching, talent, identification, recruitment? What do you mean by centralised? Is every team is applicable so to the same rules? It all, the ARU runs the lot. So it says... No, no. no oh, shit. No, you're wrong, Jim. And I think I think this is the most obvious answer in the world. Yes, we absolutely need to have this. We need to have the same sort of coaching systems, the same standards. P- proof of this is Quade Cooper is playing club rugby. Now, I don't think he's an international rugby player anymore. But we have teams... With fucking Deborah Sini and Hawera running around and Quade Cooper's playing club rugby. Controversial comment, that. My argument would be if it was centralised, yeah, mate, you're just moving down to Canberra. Yeah, I'm we, in we for needed, that. We need a 10. And, and when guys are sitting on the bench of the Rebels because the squad's too deep, we need you to move here, mate. But you can't do that mid-season. And we need this. No, you don't. The whole the whole thing is overhauled. I like a recruitment thing. So when they're coming out of school or leaving Colts before the league snaps them up, Australia, Australian rugby do a fucking draft with the top fifteen high school players or under twenties players. I don't know. I I have not thought this out at all. But it absolutely is common sense to me. There should be an advertising campaign that's running through all the states to build rivalry to build passion for your team, it needs to be organised. It feels like every single team has their own elder statesmen that think they know what's best, and it's poo. And they don't. And they don't. But then aren't you just making that one <clears throat> statesman now in the ARU? Yeah, but I just reckon we need it, and proof of that it works is it's how New Zealand do it. Do they? Yeah. It's they all centralised. No, I don't think I have a draft. I'm in for a draft. I love a fucking draft. Tilton drama, mate. Tell us some stories. Who were they at Just some school? hype. They it needs more good? hype. Yeah, some yeah. replays. And tune in for the first game. He's running on at 12. You know who that dude is instead of just picking up some yeah. bum who they found at Civic in and, Canberra. And the clear problem is, um, and we see it on our level being teachers of high school students, is that from 15 to 20... Unless you are the top three players in Australian rugby, you've just played league. No, oh, yeah. The next hundred are going to league because they'll just throw you 100G to mm. fucking train. Oh, yeah. We're just losing all of those blokes and trying to buy them back later for yeah. double the money. Yeah. It's madness. Madness. Um, Craziness. Right. <clears throat> next, next question, Jim. Which character in The Handmaid's Tale would you, accurately describe Israel Folau? You're just doing every question now? Well, I just thought you, you, you know you're Margaret Atwood. I thought you'd be... You're just doing... I happen to like Ivan and wanted to read his question, but... No, you do it. Um, Thanks to the question, Ivan. <laughs> Go with Grace. Under his eye. Under his eye. <laughs> I don't know the characters' names, but... Any Which of guy? them. He would be... He'd, he'd be, be that, that... Deep in the government. He'd mate. be the, the chick who's keeping them all in line. Yeah. 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 The Mrs. Trunchbull wannabe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to dive too deeply into that. Look, but Mrs. Trunchbull character, whatever Jim, her name is. Jim Dive. He posted a video two days ago, Praise and God. I actually watched it. The I watched it too. Yeah, yeah. I put it on. Some bullshit inspirational thing, and just five minutes in, gay people should go to hell. It's, it's crazy Blew my shit. mind. But, oh God, it blew my mind. I madness. Anyway, because I was like one AM, I couldn't sleep, and yeah. I went, "What is? Oh no, <laughs> what has he done?" And I pressed play, and it's just some dude 
Telling me everything that I didn't need just to hear. Just do a montage with cinematic music. Yeah, yeah. Fucking madness. Who's who, who's watching that and falling for that? It's insane to me. All right, Jim, you asked the next question. Right. You got upset last Cheers. time. Just, like a little uh, so Jimmy Dowdy. Jimmy? That's where you say good day. Jim, just got to say that the... Uh, oh, no, let's not read that. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, it's not actually a question, Jim. We're going to have to put that aside. <laughs> no. Hello? Nelson York, one of our good mates. There is That's just a statement, isn't it? Statement? Has any having comes? a go at the rugby hour, yes. Okay, we'll and he's on. actually, he's replied to Fox Rugby because they're doing something. <clears> um, and I, although, don't see any question marks, but I pushed through, although he has some good points about RA not development. Nah, once again, we fucked ourselves in. <laughs> uh, pushing on, pushing, pushing on, on, pushing on. Adam Leonard. With Guinea out for three weeks, could the Sunwolves finally... Snatch a win. No, I stand by my gut here that they are the worst team in the competition and they cannot snatch a win. Sun Wolves. You know what? The Sun Wolves beat an Australian side this year, Jim. I will. Yeah. What will I do? I'll buy a Sun Wolves jersey and I will wear it for... And we'll take some new pictures for the podcast because that's three years old. We'll take new pictures and I'll You be wear it for a week straight every day. Every day for a week and I'll, all of our rugby podcast pictures, I'll be in a Summers jersey because they're not beating anyone. If it's a, it's but okay. I agree, Adam, that without Will Ganiar, the, no the Rebels are poo. Um, I agree. <clears throat> I reckon they'd be targeting that game. You're up. God, it was tough finding a question, man. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Sanjeev, uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Thank you for the question. Good afternoon. Um, yeah, I've wrote some nice comments as well. He's asked us two questions. The first one is, if South Africa leaves Super Rugby, would we be better off going to the Pacific Islands for teams to join the comp rather than North America? Thoughts, Jim? Um, if South Africa leaves, would we be better off going to the Pacific Islands for teams to join the comp? Yes. What's the end game for them, though? Because they're golden cherry. Not all of them, but international is the product. So are we... Don't they already come across? You know, but arguing we have Pacific Islander teams. Well, we just, tried that with the NRC. Instead of stealing their players, we actually have Pacific Islander teams. Tried that with the NRC. Did you think it was successful? I did. I, I guess my simple But all, answer, that, all the three of those players are now playing in super teams. Yeah, I guess my simple answer to this question is, in terms of travel, transport, integrity, people who love and respect the game, Absolutely. And we should be putting back into those countries, considering we steal all of their players. Financially, it would make no sense um, because we know financially that there isn't a huge ticket there. There isn't a huge market, all of those sorts of things. Um, I don't have a financial interest in rugby, so I would prefer the Pacific Islander teams to be there than some bullshit time zone. But is that just going to be us winning 100 mil and not really change much other than other teams? Yeah, but maybe it grows. Um, but I don't think I don't think we have time for. Some, I don't reality. think we have time for maybes and to wait for that shit. Mm, I don't think. Yeah, Dude, we're, we're five feet deep, man. Yeah. Uh, next question, Jim. Should I read Sonny's other one or not? Yeah, just the bottom of it. A question I had leaving the Tars game on Saturday was, is there light at the end of the tunnel for Aussie rugby? If so, what is it? I, and, I, and I articulated this last week, and I, God, I don't want the podcast to just be a, a whinge session, but I actually don't think there is. I actually think we're at a turning point. Um, <clears throat> you work at a sports high school, the rugby programs are dead. Tried to get rugby up in another comprehensive school, it's dead. Dead, The mate. Penrith team just got kicked out of... The rugby competition. Dead. Financially, rugby's bailed. We now have players pissing on bars like league players. We've now got players saying gay people should go to hell. The Wallabies don't sell out anymore. The Wallabies don't have a win percentage that's any good. Our super rugby teams are literally shit. Um, I actually think rugby in Australia will never die. We will always love it, but it's going to change and transform. And I don't think the light at the end of the tunnel is anywhere near as bright as the light in around 2003, 2004. It'll never shine that bright 2002, again. 2001. You know, that sort of five, six years we had there. I, I actually don't think it will. You know, um, my only that's depressing, hope, man. My only hope is hope. And when they, how they garner hope is when they change coaches... You know, a, a young stud comes in and plays well. That's the only thing left. If things are gonna, if things are gonna change, mm, like not yeah. that I think Czech is a bad coach or whatever, but you need people know what they're getting when they show up. There is no surprises. I can't remember the last time there was a shock. 
maybe how bad they were. That's the only shocks that we're getting. Yeah, like but ba- even hope the, is what will change shit. Even the Wendell Sailor signing type of story. Yeah, I mean, just get us back out there in the press. Like Greg Inglis is running on at twelve or something next week. Yeah, see, I see it going the other way, which is just rugby goes back to valuing grassroots, loyal players, and just becomes a bit more amateur. Take the pressure off the mainstream. Sucks, but I reckon that's where we're headed. Um, next yeah. question from yeah. Mariama, so always rice Thank you very much. Um, if Rugby Australia have the foresight to combine forces with Twiggy Forest, what should they do to improve Australian rugby? Well, first question to you, Jim, is do you think Australian rugby has any interest in combining with Twiggy Forest? Of course not. I don't think so, do you? No. I think they took a stand and... I think they're pretty staunch on uh, we made this decision, yeah. persevering, we can't be mates. And I don't think there's too many people that don't think it's a wrong decision. For sure, buddy up with the billionaire. Oh, yeah. Too. For sure, buddy up with the team that's been in there longer and is performing better, but... The decision's been made. I think the die is cast, as Julius Caesar would say. I think they might reach a crossroads where we might as well. Mm. Fuck, but this is depressing. Say something positive. Let's be up and about for the next few. Nah, Twiggy's running his thing. It's going to take off. We're yeah, sell out, thing. mate. Sell out over in Perth. How good's that? It's because they got they got a point to prove. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that for the first time tribalism? Yeah, first time tribalism. How good. It makes and me you think, is what? there some dude behind a desk thinking, yes. He's playing the long game, mate. the long game. Right, some Shakespearean play. He's doing the long tune. Need, you know, the adversary to go over, to survive, to come out the other end. Who knows, mate. Uh, Corey, my question is why the Kiwi rugby player is just so good. I think it's... Um, the, the obvious answer is it's the national sport. That, that To a T, man. Yeah. They're and, mauling from four. Yeah. And then in addition to that, I think it's um, good breeds good. They're all forged in that Spartan environment. Like, hmm. Could you imagine the level of rugby being played in the 13Ds in New Zealand? Oh, yeah. It'd be better than our 13As. Shit, yeah. And you're just forever behind the eight ball. And just under-20s and shit, they just played the under-20s and crammed them. We had some flashes of brilliance, but... They're just into, they're a completely different beast. Um, and then, I mean, just throw on top of that, genetically, Maori guys, Pacific Islander guys, I think they just have big people, so young guys grow up. Huge people. Heaps learning, of different body types. Learning to tackle big, fast, strong human beings. Yeah, um, yeah and, and good on them, mate. And, and then you'd have to imagine, because of the passion, the coaches aren't the rejected league coach giving it a go or some kid's dad giving it a go, every single coach knows and loves rugby and isn't fucking Googling a rucking drill, knows rucking drills. Yeah, they don't have AFL. They've got one league team. The avenues aren't just as as there. Yeah, and I just think they love it. And I've only visited New Zealand a couple of times, but when you're there, mate, it's, it's, it's like you're in bizarro land, mate. You walk into the pub and the rugby's on. You walk into the department stores, they're selling rugby jerseys. You walk past people, you hear them chatting about the rugby. In Australia, you get a job, it's like you try and cricket. find one bloke who knows rugby and that's your best mate. And everyone else, you just endure the league chat or the AFL chat. How bad is and that then chat? there's that one fucking nerd into the A-League. Um, How bad is that chat? So, yeah, it's who just Who would the you sit next sport. to? A-League, rugby league and an AFL dude? Who do you sit next to? I don't mind watching a bit of league. Um, I like AFL people. It seems to have a good culture around it, but I just can't get into the sport. It's tough, man. And I've tried. Just, I, just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, You're up. All right, next one we're up to. Um, we're just seeing a few comments back and forth. Um, well, look, I think it's, um, it's a pretty interesting one. I think here I have it mentioned by uh, John Shadlow, and I think a few people mentioned this. The Tars playing Falau on the wing, um, and we know his wife has come out and said and tweeted, why do they keep playing him here? So clearly, we're not fucking idiots, is he? You're yarning with your wife. Yeah, you hate being on the wing. You reckon there's a yeah. Jeff there? <laughs> yeah, you reckon their, their dinner chat's like, <clears throat> I listened to this, saw this great YouTube clip today. <laughs> and why are they blaming me on the fucking wing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say there. There's not. Um, all right, next one then for you. But I does like that promote 
Yeah, Gibson's too much. You're unhappiness? Is he not happy, is he? Yeah, well, he's not happy. You know, there's a happy wife, happy life, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> um, Barkland, and I actually really like this question. He's we reading them all. We're going to be up and about. He's well, no, we now. didn't. There wasn't really much of a question there, Jim. Right, he's reading more. So, Conrad Smith is retiring from rugby. Will be he be remembered as one of the greatest centres of all time? He was, for the man's size and sheer heart, fucking outstanding. His defence was... And he's want to win too. He it started with him when they started breaking us down. I know it was the year of Dan Carter and Richie McCaw, but I have vivid memories of him denying us wins multiple times over. Couldn't agree more, mate. He should absolutely go down as one of the greatest of all time. I think his only issue is he existed in the era of greats. Yeah. And even his look was modest. Um, so I just don't think he, you know, the Nonos, the Umungas, the Carters, the McCaws, it was just a, an era of Doug Howlett's Rockathokos. It was just an era of star-studded Kiwi catch the back end of Mills. Yeah, he, he was the one who didn't get the attention he deserved. And my God, he was a good player. And they owed so much of their, you're right, defensive structures to what he did. He absolutely should, but he almost reminds me of a... I don't know what the, the equivalent would be, but, you know, those great cricketers who existed in the same time as Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath. I'm thinking, you know, your Damien Martins, those sorts of blokes who had phenomenal careers and records and in any other era would be obsessed with them, but they just existed in that time where there were these other stars that, that got the press. But he absolutely should. Um, it's a sad day to see him retire. It makes me feel fucking old. Is it? Um, yeah, mate, I remember when he was coming onto the scene. Mm. And Umanga was on his way out. Conrad Smith was on his way in. Um, a brilliant, brilliant player, and from all accounts, a champion bloke. So should be absolutely. Who's the um, Kiwi thirteen now? Um, who would be the standard Kiwi thirteen now? Well, twelve. You got Crotty. Good at you. No, not SBW. Fucking obviously, that guy left. Fikitoa's gone. Yeah, who came in after Fekitoa? It was, what's his name Leonard, in the Leonard Brown. Leonard Brown, wasn't it? God, he doesn't instill the fear that Conrad Smith did, does he? Oh, but, mate, you throw a black jersey on anyone. It's just mm. insane. Um, yeah, i got one. So, Rickster. G'day, mate. Um, thoughts on playing Super Rugby once every two years with qualification based on local success. All teams play each other once. And in the intervening year... An expanded rugby championship to include Pacific teams. Um, I genuinely love it. It's not realistic at all. Not at all. It'll um, never take off in that no, format. No, so I don't think there's any um, reality to that. But I, I genuinely love the idea. He's, actually, he's, that's creating tribalism between the lines. There, you're making like fuck. Let's go. We only do this once every two years. Exactly. And then it's like, well, we won the Australian fucking thing, so we're going next year. Mm. Um, but no, it's it's not real. It's not going to happen. Um, but hey, um, I like it. Uh, all right, next one. Yeah. Matthew Hall, Matty Hall, um, talking about green and gold rugby. He basically says, is staying with New Zealand in the conferences in you know, Australia v New Zealand, Super Rugby, doing more harm than good? Jim? Um, well, we if international is the product and the bled is low is the thing that used to make us the most cash, you've got to stick there. You've got to keep it in. If oh. we stop playing those teams, they will cream us more. Mm. To the point of... Have mercy, go with grace, praise be, under his eye. Steel makes steel, mate, and that's why the Kiwi players are freaks. Yeah. Because they play each other all the time. Steel sharpens steel, yeah. yeah that shit. Steel no, doesn't do. produce more steel. Could, but. <laughs> Probably would. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. We played them more, we would get better. <laughs> yeah. I almost wish we just had to lose to them every single day until we beat them. That's, yeah. Like, that's the attitude we have to have. Let's check but his attitude. come again, mate. Yeah, come again. Yep. Oh, come again. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, as a fan, I wish I had that attitude. Like, well, well done, boys, you lost. That's right, we'll go again tomorrow. It's just we grew up when Australia was successful. So it's hard to change the way you think about it. I don't mind losing. We played really well. I just can never get to that mindset. Yeah. I'm still, if we don't win, I'm unhappy. Yeah, obviously. I'm the, I get the saddest when we never looked like winning. Like we're 20 points down at halftime. It's just like, why am I watching the second half? Mm. I know the result. 
Um, next question, Jim. Um, well, we've had a tip for Leo's wife. We covered Rob Simmers. You want to read Where are you, Jim? Am I too deep? No, wherever. I I'll... skipped. I skipped a few. Yeah, man. All right, I'll do Greg Welsh, but we did Simmons. Yeah, push on. All right, stay alive. Yeah, what do you got for me, Jim? All right, here we go. I'm doing Richard Patterson. Oh, ignore Elise if you're looking forward. Yeah, da, da, da. Some da, 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 da. Is this growing? Let's make. Let's take our ball home and play by ourselves. Belief really the right one? No, and I guess that's essentially what we just said. By making an Australian comp and, and doing that, no. You might slightly improve the crowds by 2,000 people in Australia, but we're just going to get swamped by the All Blacks. And why I love Super Rugby is you get to see international rugby every weekend. The best of New Zealand, the best of South Africa, and the best of Australia playing. I agree with you, Richard. We need to be playing Kiwi teams, South African teams. Danny. Do we need to launch an external review into Australian rugby's poor performance? I'm in for external review. I'm in. I'm in. I just think they're not going to tell them what they don't already know or want to hear, and they'll just go, all right, get out of here, usher him out the door. Get me in there for an hour, man. Yeah? I'll just tell them who's shit. (laughs) We could probably arrange that. Yeah, just one hour. Your shit, your shit. Although I say that, and then I ran into the Brumby side at the airport, and I was like, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, (laughs) I was like that at the Tars. Because fuck, you know... They changed my voice and went... G'day. <laughs> so they wouldn't recognise. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you recognise that these are blokes training their hearts out for this shit. We're just not good enough. Nah. And that's the crux. That's yeah. the bread and butter. And we take the piss out of them. We take the mickey out of blokes. We know they're training their hearts out. We oh, know they're giving it everything. Just, we love them. But they're they're just my not, heroes. Well, they're on my bedroom wall. That's a lie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, um... Well, uh, unfortunately, question from Ash, and I really like the question. Do you? I just didn't get to watch it. From the force game on the weekend, is there anyone you'd consider making the Wallaby side? Don't Look, I didn't watch it, um, and you couldn't make Are it. Are they um, taking themselves out of the selection criteria because... No, I don't think so. I don't think they are. But look, tough to argue and tough to get too up and about. I yeah, mean, look at the is. competition they were playing. They weren't fucking Bowden Barrett wasn't running on them. Yeah. Um, are there any shoot shield teams and grounds worth choosing over a Tars game? Absolutely. The problem is my bias comes into it, and I'd say get down to Foreshore and watch Southern. I don't think that's the best ground to watch rugby at. Um, what do you reckon, shoot shield? They're just so far from the centre of the CBD, the Shoot Shield teams. Like Eastwood, that ground's beautiful, Milner Oval. Yeah, we um, wouldn't go to a TJ Mill, but we're not going to the other ones. Yeah, North... Do you, is it the fact that you're in a stadium? Does that put bums on seats? Does that bring the kids? If you oh. just tell them we're going to Brookvale, Brookvale fucking sold out, man. Yeah. I couldn't get over how many people No, no, were but there. This, they're just simply asking, if I'm visiting Sydney and I don't want to watch the Tars, oh, which yeah. Shoot Shield team should I go watch? I wasn't listening. But, um... Not where should the Tars play. What yeah, team should sorry. I go watch? There's some fucking cool ground. Out there, I like it out at Randwick. I mean, Norths have got a North Sydney over. That's incredible. Yeah, North Sydney. I don't even mind West Harbour, man. Um, I've enjoyed. Pl- I enjoy playing at West Harbour. Yes, so do I. Uh, over at Concord. Yeah, it's a beautiful little stadium. Absolutely. The problem is my allegiance to Southern Districts corrupts the question. Yeah. Because I almost hate all of those crowds. Because yeah. I recall losing on there yeah. or being injured multiple times. Out. Um. But no, you're you're in for a treat if you go down and watch some of the Shoot Shield teams. But if we had to pick one, TJ Milner's alright. It's a long way. Long man. way. It's a long way. That's why I'd probably suggest North yeah. Sydney Uni or Ramwick. I was going to say Penrith, but you'll be short sure <coughs> getting down there. <coughs> no Penrith. <laughs> KB. Yep. Hey guys, by default, did the Tars stumble on a winner moving games to suburban grounds on the weekend? Segway nicely to this question. Yes, they did. did. Also, how poor is Paddy Ryan's form? (laughs) Now, how crap is Paddy Ryan and the clincher? Who is Raylene Castle? Yeah, it's not the exact wording you know, but you know, nice translation, Jim. Um, How crap is Paddy Ryan? He's really crap, man. Yeah. He's really crap. Tries his heart out. He's on my bedroom wall, but he's, he's, he's crap. It's a lie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's proper crap, mate. Give me... He could be better, though. Give me he's Gus, just a big... mate. I want Gus back. <laughs> Gus, is... Gus lost to the Jags. Um, no, Paddy Ryan's... No, he's just not up to... No. 
Just no. He's past soup. He's a big dude, man. He's a very big man. Well, you see him in real life, just a big yeah. bloke. Fuck, he looks small in the box. He's a big man. Yeah. Huge man. Look, maybe he's just out of form. My problem with um, his form is I've never seen him in form. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him in uniform. <laughs> um, and who is Raylene Castle? Here, here. I was down at a test match, Australia v Wales, deaf rugby. I was at the Sevens Rugby World Cup for deaf rugby. Where did she go before the Bulldogs? Where'd she come from? She's certainly not at a rugby game. No. Um, no. And she's not getting a face out there in the press. She hasn't taken a stand on Israel Folau one way or the other. And said freedom of speech for players is not our place. Testing or, time's early for or her. Or she hasn't... What? Testing? Do something! How's that for a test? Give you an hour. Give me an hour, mate. An hour of railing. We'll have a yarn. Oh, I reckon put you in the chair for an hour. What would you change? We swing the axe? Yeah, you have to. I just think there's so much buddy-buddy, so much allegiance. But it so would much, take a year to figure out where that all so is. So much getting mates jobs, so much looking out for each other, so much so-and-so's little brothers of physio to get them the gig. So, like it, it just appears from the outside the most incestuous um, thing, the ARU, and a boys' club to boot. Um, and even the way you hear them talk, it feels like that. You swing the axe, get some people in there who genuinely love it, are not biased towards grassroots, are not biased towards the Wallabies, who just want to see the game grow. Mm. Get some experts, get some graduates from university, some people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Dude, we've got a lot of questions here, man. Fuck, it keeps going. Um... Aussie team should play in an optimism round. This is from TJ, where results don't matter, but feelings do. Do you think you could launch it? I love it. I totally love it. So the commentators, they just have to talk up like how in shape these guys are, how fit they are, what they run in the beep test, what they bench, and if they drop it, you know, bad luck. He really tried there. You could see his eyes concentrating. Well done. Yeah, I'd go out to that. I'd go out to that. Just a real love-in. Um... I quite like that. You're on your teach. Love the pod. Do you believe Do you believe the constant negativity in the game weighs heavy on the players, and although they may not admit it or even be aware of it being associated with a failing code with dying popularity and copying overwhelmingly criticism impacts their performance? Um, I, That's a good question, and it's a yes. a great question. Of course it does. I disagree. Why? Say a bit. You're saying they don't, they don't feel that shit, or they're just... Mate, Fuck there's everyone. so much positive psychology in sport today, and so much for the boys. Too much. And so much the boys, really, the boys, the boys, the boys. I reckon behind closed doors, those blokes, the Hugging chat is just, they don't listen to the criticism, boys. The boys, we try. It was a good sesh. It was a good sesh today, boys. All right, we're going to push. I just reckon that there's so much positive psychology going on there, and there isn't much press. So unless they're the type of player that listens to our podcast, I guarantee there are none. Yeah, none. Um, unless they're the type of player that does that, I don't reckon they get a lot of it. And I reckon they just get keep getting told how great they are. Well, so I disagree with you there. The flip side of that is it is getting brought up to them. After the game, they're going after particular, after consistent, particularly poor performances, yada, yada, yada. After losing and not scoring a point for an entire game, you're telling me there's no press going, you shit. All you have to do is log into any. Pick your social media and they're getting slammed. I just don't know if they're doing that. I reckon the Michael Hoopers are, like the captains and the leaders in the game are, but I reckon your average run-of-the-mill player, the love-in, mate, Good sash, how good was training? Because the stars don't cop it. Falau has a bad game, mate. The world knows. Paddy Ryan has a bad game. Who? Who is oh, he? Well, I reckon we've done a fairly good job on that. Yeah, but no, you know, you're on my wall, Paddy. Um, Brumby's Boy, another keen supporter of the podcast. Thanks, Brumby's Boy. Asks, for years we've said lack of skills is the problem. Um, is our awful defending more of an issue in Australia? It's bad. I remember writing a penning a tune about Nathan Gray. I don't know where he is now, but mm. um, literally, I think he's the Wallaby defense catch. No, he's not doing too badly, but it's been shit for a while. So if consistency is an indication of how shit they are, woo wee. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to argue, mate. My problem is skills are shit too. Yeah. So we can't just pretend that they're not shit. Catch and pass, running and passing. Nothing's up to scratch. Putting the ball in front of someone. The problem is, with these things, individually, I'm sure all these players can do all of these things. The problem is, when one thing, it's almost like a series of dominoes. 
if the ruck's on the back foot, if the ball's coming out slow, if everything trickles down and every pass is 1% harder then, and if that pass doesn't work, this is a little bit harder, and then the pressure moves to the next bloke. So I'm sure under pressure our players have skills and can defend, but it is a chain reaction of... Domino. Absolutely. That just goes through, and sort of by the 60th minute, they look like they're just the worst players in the world, and I'm sure they're not. I'm sure if you showed up and tried to tackle one of them, it would be now impossible. Yeah, they'd eat you. Um, but I reckon it's that trickle-on effect, throw in some fatigue, throw in some scoreboard pressure, and they look terrible and they can't tackle. What fucking surprises me and over, and over, again, over and over again is just they can't hold the ball, man. They can't do it. <laughs> it's crazy. They can't. They can't do four. I'd love to know what the average ruck retention is for fucking... The Australian team. Someone, Richard, what are you doing? Yeah, if you could, Dick. But it's because it's atrocious. You're just waiting for Simmons to drop it. You're waiting for someone to counter up and then fuck everything up. They can't play attacking rugby at pace without fucking it up. Yeah, and and you know that could be a result of the dominoes. I I, I always attribute it to the fact that they've just never been haven't been able to do it for two years. So that's just what they do. Tars are a prime example of that on the weekend. Seventy ninth minute, they just tried for so many phases but they shat the bed so they were just going one up so too nervous and so then the players just kick it to the winger oh well out in the fall really is that how it ended so well that ended with a minute ago and then shot the bottom patty ryan he'll just drop it did he yeah of course he did mate why did he do that it's no good <laughs> you're on my wall pat um ah oh, poor bloke i'm sure he gives his level uh humble kiwi why do Australian players never improve but tend to stagnate or regress He's once they reach Super Rugby? Think Bernard Foley. He has not got it any better in five years. No competition for places. Professionalism takes pride out of the jersey. Lack of coaching. What do you think? Regress. He played outstandingly in the 2015 World Cup. That was his pinnacle. He topped it. That was his apex. He was a freak. Yeah, but don't just think Bernard Foley. Think... Take Rob Horn, who we spoke of last week. The bloke came on, looked like he was going to be a machine. Take Pat McCabe. I know I'm just saying blokes got injured, which is a bit rough. Take Quaid. Take so many of these guys who come onto the scene, and you're like, holy moly, they're 21 and they're ripping. Yeah, that's a good um, question. Why Why aren't they improving like the Kiwi blokes are? Because one man Bowden can't Barrett do it. gets better every year. How? One man can't do it. Yeah, but why are our players not improving and getting worse? Like, they Too should, many accolades? They should be getting better. But that's what, is there not enough place position for jerseys? Take Kurundrani. Yeah. 2015, 2016, wow. In the conversation for one of the best centers in the world. Now, mate, he doesn't make third grade Southern. No. So, <laughs> but it's a, it's a genuine question. I, I have no idea. You need to, being. that's inner circle shit, but it has to be... No one's tapping him on the shoulder. Like, Quaid's horrible. They regress together. Mm. They stay in the same pecking order, but they regress at an equal rate. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a serious question. I don't know if it's coaching, lack of jerseys, you know, like there's not enough competition. I mean, take Foley this year. He's the Wallaby 10. Mm. He could come on the field, bully shorts down, do a poo and sit down for the full 80 for the rest of the season for the Tars. You would pick him Wallaby's 10. Is, is Debrasini no... ever going to be a Wallaby 10, you reckon? No, mate. Um, at the start of the year, I was, oh, maybe, but no, he's not playing well enough. Foley's got that jersey, so maybe it's that that's not spurring him on. I'm not sure. I don't have the answer to that question. It's a great question, though. Jimmy, you ask the next one because, you know, you're getting upset. Hey, guys. Love the pod. That's nice. Drop your Twitter handle during the recording, oh, though. all right. What's our Twitter handle, Jim? At rugby underscore podcast. At rugby underscore podcast. Yep. Yeah, please follow us. Number one, if SA walks, what's the best model for super rugby <clears throat> going forward? Is SA threatening to walk? There's talk of it, but I, I just don't know enough of the inner workings. But let's pretend they are walking for the sake of the question. Best model for super rugby going forward? Well, look, I would argue you do an Australian and New Zealand smaller competition. I reckon 23 blokes on the field. 23. 11 and 23? 15 on the field. Yeah. Oh, well, 23 blokes in the on-day squad. Oh, yeah, right, I'm with you. 11 and a half have to be Kiwi, 11 and a half have to be Aussie. You pick the 11. The half's tough. Well, not really, though. Lots nah. of Aussie Kiwis. Yeah. No, no, so you're saying rather than... Uh, it's the only, or else we're just going to be... 
Shit. So rather than a provincial sides, just have teams. Yeah. Like the NRL, and you can play for anyone and represent either country, and everyone throws money at it. But it's just going to be Kiwi players playing it, so there has to be some... Your quota system. Yeah, or else we're just going to suck. I'll tell you what, Aussie players would get very good. I'm sure the Kiwis would never agree to that. I don't mind it. They'd never agree to it. Or everyone, every coach is a Kiwi. Mm. Yeah. Ah, Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm okay with that. Uh, clearly that won't happen. Oh, look, I would say a provincial system, which we have now, Australia and New Zealand sides in the competition. Question two. Make it small again. He's, He's done, done the three-parter. Three Are we arranging deck chairs on the Titanic? Yes. And if you've listened to the podcast, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I do not want to believe it. I do not want it to be true. I hope it isn't true. Um, I will be the first to celebrate any success by Australian rugby the Wallabies win, mate, I'll forget all of the pain and run around in a Wallaby jersey. Um, but at this stage, we are, yes. Sweet. How can we inspire tribalism for our teams? It's the, it's the key question. Yeah. There is tribalism for the Wallabies. There is not Fading. for our super rugby team. Fading tribalism. Um, but I think if they're successful, it comes back. But our super rugby teams, there just isn't. No. Um, and, and for me, marketing. I mean, I hate anyone in marketing, kidding. Um, but I think it is marketing. I genuinely think. <laughs> um, I genuinely think it's marketing. I think you've got to get out there and advertise, not rugby and super rugby. I think you've got to get out. We hate Queensland. We hate the Brumbies. Yeah. Like, there's got, you have to build in tribalism, throw in some stories, some fake yarns. And you know what used to be there? You used to hear about the Tars v Brumbies, and there'd always be a punch-up in that game. There'd always be blow-ups between players who left, articles being put up in change rooms. I don't know how true it all was, but I believed it. Yeah. And I remember as a kid buying the hype that, you know, Australia, uh, New South Wales v the Brumbies, and I was a Brumbies fan was going to be a intense physical encounter. Now it's just, oh, who's shitter? Yeah, who's the shittest today? Yeah. I reckon they need to make fucking players who are up and coming, make more of a hoo-ha about them, get, a, get us excited about whoever's running on at 12 that it's never run on before. Whoever's putting donning a tar jersey for the first time right now, okay, let's see how shit this person is. Make it fucking, oh, I'm excited to see how he plays tonight. Um, I, I, but that, that's hard to do. Like rugby HQ need a review. Well, what I'm saying is they need to put more time into that well, shit. I think you're right. I think the whole media for rugby needs a change because I don't. There's no way. Kafer, Clarky, might and I actually like most of those folks. I know there's, they've got their detractors and minor cops a lot of shit. I actually, I don't, I don't mind the job that they do. I actually do a decent job, but I actually think. There's no way they can tell me in a way that will ever interest me or inspire me again. It's played. And we've been too poor and I've bought the hype and it hasn't worked. And they're at the point where they sound insincere. I actually think you need to do a total overhaul. um, And you'll never hear me say a good word about the footy show or rugby league. It's disgusting, man. It's atrocious. But league, was it five, ten years ago, whatever, just got rid of fatty and Sterlo and all of that stuff and changed it up. Now, I've never watched it and I'm sure it's just as horrendous but it feels like, for me, it re-energised it for a new fan base. Well, Sterlo and that, they went to more of a critical, like a critiquing role which is is their strong point, those cats. Yeah, but my problem is they're too, um, they're too involved with the players. Yeah. Like, that's what I said when you weren't here, Tim Horan commentating a Reds game, it can't happen. Yeah, and my problem is, uh, Drew Mitchell, who I just think is Seems like the best bloke, mate. I'd love to have a screw with him. Yeah. Um, and I don't mind his commentary. My problem is he, he knows all the players. Yeah. He can't... He's just going to say positive things. It's painful. And he doesn't know the new young kid. He knows the 27-year-old, 28-year-old has been shit for five years. Like, they need an overhaul. It needs to be professional and not a boys' club. Not mates who know mates who come in and sell it. I think if you want to build tribalism, you've got to tell us stories. You've got to advertise those stories. You've got to have passionate people in there who we believe again. I feel like we haven't believed them for a long time. Nah. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. That's a good um, point. Look, fuck me, you know. What are you going to do? It's really, really tough. Yeah, it's going to stay the same, no one. Um, 
I really like that question. Um, some nice comments. Jimmy Doherty, thank you. Daniel has been a Daniel Gallen has been a, a listener for a long time. Um, basically, we got the Jags wrong. What do we think their key to the success has been? The only side from the African Conference to have a hundred percent win record on the Australasian Tour, I reckon, ever. I don't think anyone's done that. Um, what do we attribute their success to? Um. Two things. A, it is the Argentinian team, so success was always in them, and B, the new coach. Yeah, I put it down to they've tidied up their set piece. Their scrum's actually a force again, um, and their their handling. They've always been a really good offloading side and good on counterattack, but they just fucking dropped it. And, and on this tour, more than ever before, they're playing for fucking 80. Mm. They're not chilling at 60. And on that same vein, discipline. Hmm. They're not seven yellow cards a game and creating just blow up at the ref. Um, so good on them. Whoever whoever ironed those things out, there's a lot of talent there. And it shows you that there's hope. We were writing them off. We couldn't have got it more wrong. Yeah. Happy to we get could... happy to be wrong too. Oh and God, I hope I'm wrong about all the Australian stuff. Oh god, yeah. And, and they did the boys just start killing it. That would be absolutely brilliant. Um, look, Paddy Ryan sucking that. Essentially, yeah. What did Paddy Ryan play? <laughs> yeah, he bad? played real bad. <laughs> he played real bad. Maybe he's not on my wall. Um, I really like this question, but I'm not going to answer it this week. If you feel confident, to you can. But I will answer it next week. Jimmy or Andy? Jimmy. Um, if you did a repeat of Eddie Jones's tactic for the 2003 World Cup and recall three NRL players to the Wallabies, who would they be? I'm not going to answer it now because I haven't been watching enough league. I'll answer. it. You, you know your league a bit better than me, so what do you got for me, Jim? Well, what positions do you think we, we fucking need? Three positions that you reckon we need. Well, I'll jump props in. props not translate. Well, I'll jump in on that point and say the, the problem with this theory, I think it would work to build hype, nothing else. Because in 2003, we had a good pack, but... We could have, we could use some good uh, backline was great. We just had a good side, yeah. but we th- there was an idea that we could use some backs, yeah. and it would make a difference because our forward pack was pretty fucking good. Now the problem today is I don't think anyone thinks our backs suck. Hmm. Our forwards do suck. There's a there's a, there's a a dude running around for Manly now. He came off the bench a couple of weeks ago, but the dude's six eight and four hundred kilos, man, and moves like a gazelle. So put it? him at number eight style. Put him at number eight. Like I don't know his name, but he when he's on that field, he looks four times the size of anyone else Just there. Galloping like a thing of beauty. I don't know his name because you know it's league. I'm too busy for that, but. Him would he he would be definitely something we need. Throw him at eight, teach him to jump. It would be menacing. Or maybe I'm just being biased because he's no, he knows his league. He knows his way around league. Who else she got for me? There's one. We need a ten. We do, man. We need someone who a bit of a general, or at least someone to challenge Foley. Because on each day, I'm still one of the few Foley fans left. I know his deficiencies: defense, tactical, kicking. Um, it can be a little bit lateral, but on his day, I still rate him. Um, Widdop seems to be the form six. I know there's heaps of other names like Kronk, probably a little more proven and shit. You don't know what I'm talking about now. No, no, I'm just older, know. those blokes. I'd go some of the younger guys. Widdop's old. Yeah. I'd go, yeah, like, I just reckon you need younger blokes mm. to, to make the investment. I, look, I don't think it'd work. I think we need forward pack. We need... A better forward pack but I'm in for the hype and I know some rugby fans that shit drives them crazy but I just reckon any press is good press unless you're in a cow suit pissing on a bar I'm not that the dude was getting married man it's his barks I actually feel so get over it and it was the bye week who hasn't pissed on a bar yeah a cow suit yeah I, I haven't. Uh, write, write the article, but then fuck, move on. Yeah, and you know what? I actually think they handled it pretty well. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, you got to be in strife, mate. It's disgusting. The only thing that irked me about it is um, the game's in a bad spot. Do your bit. Do your bit. You're one of the good guys of the game. Do your bit. He's Don't. done his bit, though. Has he not earned pissing on a bar? I don't think anyone has. <laughs> Um, it's gross, it's immature, it's ridiculous. But you're right, it's his bucks, it's the bye week. It's not the end of the world. It's, it's not the calm end of the world. Down. Move on. But do better. Be better. All right, Blake, let's quickly project and we'll call it a day, Yeah, there's friend. some more cracking questions. We will endeavour to get to them next week. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though, I am... You know, you go me whenever I say anything nice or sentimental or apologise in this podcast, but how, how fucking amazing is that 
that people write in and ask us questions. Oh, it's great. And I reckon half the people asking us questions, they, they know the answers to those questions. Yeah. And they're informed, they know passionate rugby say. fans. And the fact that they're out there means there's still hope. Yeah, if you've got something to contradict anything we've said, fucking send it in because we yeah, can read it. Yeah, and I think um, last week someone ran a train on us straight after we sent out the podcast, and I really appreciated it. Did they? Basically said, um, shit on the players all you like. I expect them to do better, but don't sort of bitch and moan about the fans. Um, I think when we were going the NRC and how we're not in, and I stand by my comments, I don't think it's successful. Um, don't have a go at the fans who do show up to those games and want to support it. And you know what? Fair play. Did we have a go at them? Not the fans, but the sport and the competition. And I think we're just all a bit just undermined it a bit. And I, and I reckon fair play. If the, you're right, we need to be better. Those fans are what keep this thing alive and keep the dream alive. So good on you. Yeah. Keep going out. We're yeah. wrong. You're right. Blues, Canes, Canes. Yep. Some wolves, Reds, Reds. Yep. Crusaders, Tars, Crusaders. Yep. Highlanders, Lions. I'm going Lions, bitch. Highlanders. They're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back and they just got done, but Lions are notoriously inconsistent. They could get it done, but I just don't think they will. Brumbies, Rebels. This is worth tuning into because the Brumbies might get up. Yeah, look, my heart says Brumbies. I love the boys, but... And the Rebels are in a bad spot. And Willie G, that was terrible getting injured again. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Rushed him back, you reckon? Yeah, you hope not, but you tend to think so. Storm- no, I, I would have too, but if he's on one fucking leg, get out there, Willie G. Yeah, we need Hobble, you. bitch. Yeah. Like, Hop. you need him to play. Hop. 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 Stormers Chiefs? Oh, good game. Iron Stormers showed a lot of form last week. A lot of form. I'm going to go the Stormers. Yeah, this is big for the Stormers. They need to win this, and I think the Chiefs are a beatable team. Bulls Sharks, a rematch of a great game that was... Back in the day. Now, I'm, I'm swinging from the Sharks. Man. I'm hard on the Sharks. the Sharks. So, Bosch's try, I'm up and about for the Sharks. I'm actually really... It's actually a pretty good round, mate. Yeah. Sharks are my mistress team noting it right now. Yeah, this is actually a fairly good round. And I think for once, the Kiwi game is probably getting me up and about the least. Because I think the Canes will win that easily. Yeah. I actually think the rest of the round's pretty exciting. Because I'm in for the Red Summers because I want to see the Reds win. And I think they're playing some decent rugby. I mean, Crusaders starts tough, but I'm in for the Arvo slot. I'm in for the 1, the 3, the 5, the 7, the 11. 5's a cracker, Highlanders, Lions. 7.45's a cracker, Brumbies, Rebels. Stormers, Chiefs is a big must-win game for the Stormers. And the Bull Sharks, I reckon, game of the round. And I will actually, Jim, I know you shit on me for the South African ones. I'm going to get up for that. You won't. Fuck you, I'll There's get no up. way. I know you. I know your style. Um, that's about it, mate. I appreciate you coming up, showing up. Yeah, thanks, mate. No worries. Thanks, mate. One um, week, hopefully, we all Dick can. Dick didn't make an effort, though, did he? No, he's broke. And he's at the broker. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, if you're listening to us. Um, interact with us on Twitter. That's that's where we're up and about the most. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Keep supporting the sport. We love it. Anything to add, Jim? Nah, thanks. See you next week. <coughs> Cheers. Oh yeah, I'd like to add one more thing. I'm the most yeah. consistent fucking podcaster in this little trio. Yeah, is that say something about your hobbies, interests? Get more of them. Get more, Jim. Oh. See you guys. Expect to not see me soon. <laughs>